Developing sounds is a significant developmental achievement. What do you do when your child is unable to acquire certain sounds and you don't know how to teach them? Well, you come to the language of play for ideas. Today, we will discuss the L sound and what you can do to help your child get that one right. Are you tired of repeating yourself with your children or wonder why they don't listen? Are you frustrated because you wish your kids could communicate their wants and needs more clearly instead of whining or yelling? Are you plagued by the feeling you cannot meet all the needs in your family? Hey parents, you don't need to stay overwhelmed and exhausted. It is possible to build strong family relationships and have boundaries that benefit kids. Hello, my name is Dina Lynn Rosenbush, mom, grandma, and speech-language pathologist of over 25 years. In this podcast, you will find solutions to get kids to listen better and build strong family connection, feel confident in managing difficult behaviors, and to help your children build more language of their own. So if you are ready to communicate in ways that build deep, meaningful connection and create a more peaceful, productive, and happy home, listen in. Let's interrupt the way you've been parenting so you can become the parent you want to be. As a reminder, I'm taking a podcasting class where my homework is to have free coaching sessions with five of my listeners, and that means you. If you're here, you are my listener. Maybe there are a few left by the time you hear this. So if you have ever considered contacting me and asking, now is definitely the time because the session is free to you and I need to complete my homework. And oh, did I say free? Well, write me at Hello at thelanguageofplay.com, and we will schedule your free coaching session. Here's another coaching review. Robin wrote, Dina Lynn was wonderful at helping us deal with real situations that came up and brainstorm ways to react better the next time something similar happens. By learning to pay close attention to the things that are below the surface that cause children to react the way they do, she taught us to become something of a detective to figure out what is going on emotionally and physically with our child. All right, let's dig in to helping our children know how to say this L sound. As with all the sounds, there are many ways to teach them. However, if I give you many ways, you'll be paralyzed and you just really need one effective way. So, I am giving you some of the strategies that I find to be the simplest and most effective at the same time. L is a sound that we can look at. Our kiddos can see the L sound. Now, in this series called Helping Your Child Say Speech Sounds, we began with understanding what skills are needed for your child to be able to look, what skills and abilities are needed for listen, and the same for copy. We teased it apart, and so if you missed those episodes, go back and listen to 56 and 57, and you'll see it in action. Now, with the L sound, there are two placements that you can put the tip of your tongue. 
One of those placements is what we call the alveolar ridge, and that is where your gum meets your teeth behind your top teeth. That is one placement for the L. The second placement that sometimes is easier for our kiddos that are struggling would be the bottom of the front teeth. Sometimes our kiddos have a little bit of a gap. I ask my students to take the tip of their tongue and touch it right in the gap between those two front teeth. It gives them an anchoring point, and it's a little bit more precise because the teeth are sharp. You can use either place when you teach the L sound, and the sound can be good. So now we move from placement, which is your first piece, where does your child put their tongue? And then you go to movement. To get the movement, we need to be able to use a mirror. Sometimes our children will be able to find where we want their tongue to go when they look at themselves in a mirror. I find it helpful to stand behind the child and we're both looking in the mirror together. And that way they see me do it and then they try to do it. Now there are a couple things that can get in the way. At this point, when you're looking at your child in the mirror, you may or may not notice that their tongue doesn't actually move the way you want it to move. If that is the case, one thing that might be going on is that they have a tongue tie, like underneath their tongue. And if you notice the tip of their tongue looks like the top of a heart, it's time to go to the doctor and say, can you take a look in my child's mouth and see if this is right? A speech therapist would also be able to take a look at it and tell you if that's true or not. But that's not what happens all the time that restricts some of the motor control that a child would have of their tongue. Because remember, the tongue is a muscle, and it is innervated the same way other muscles are. And we need to practice. You may also notice that your son or daughter are having a hard time lifting their tongue up or going side to side because they don't have good motor control. They don't have good neurologic functioning yet of that muscle. Not too different than when children are young, their hands are clumsy when they're trying to hold a fork. It's the same way with your tongue. So I don't know what age your child is, but if your child is struggling with the L sound, there's a few things that we can look at like this. But let's say there isn't a big loss of motor control, which could be a different diagnosis, when it's not a tongue tie, which would be a quick surgery, let's say that your child is able to move their tongue, but they're a little clumsy. In this case, one of the fun things you can do with your children to help them strengthen that muscle and get more coordination is to let them lick peanut butter off a spoon with their tongue. Let them lick an ice cream cone. Let them have a sucker that they have to keep outside their mouth, not just suck on it in their mouth, but actually lick it some of the times. There are other things you can do that help your child to move things around their mouth with their tongue. Like, let's say you play a game with them where you put a Cheerio on one side of their mouth, and before they can eat it, they have to move it to the other side of their mouth. Now, this would have to be an older child, because if you did it with a young child, they just eat it. So, Let's say your child and you are now in the mirror in your bathroom and you are standing behind your child and both of you are looking in the mirror. You're going to start with the L in the placement that we talked about. It can be either at the bottom of the top front teeth or right behind where the teeth 
touch a gum. So that's one of the reasons that when children lose their front teeth, they can still make an L sound. The loss of those teeth does not impact the L sound like it would an S or a TH. The L sound, they can still make just fine because then they'll just put their tongue where their missing teeth are. Your play is going to involve the L sound with a vowel. For example, you're going to say la, la, la. So you're doing the L-A, 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 and there's a little gap between it. If your child is able to copy it one time, great. And if you put a gap between them and they do it one time, gap, one time, gap, one time, great. They're getting the movement. And I will say if it's the first time you do it, stop right there, cheer for them, say good job, that's exactly right, and be done for the day. Now, if your kiddo wants to do more, or you've been doing this a few times, now you're going to move the L after the vowel. And let's just use, for the sake of this example, the same vowel. Say all, all, all. And your child will try to do the ah, and then followed by the L sound, all. And of course, always say, yes, you did it, when they get it right. More play. You give them a different vowel. You've got eh, eh, e, ih, i, ah, o, ow. You have so many. Try the L followed by a vowel. Then try the vowel followed by the L. As parents trying this at home, your goal is for it to be playful. Your goal is for it to be fun. Your goal is that your child notices where you put your tongue in your mouth and they try the same movement in their mouth. And their effort counts. Now we don't just count when they make the sound correct. Their effort to do it is equally as important, if not more important, than the actual outcome of saying it right. What happens to me a lot of times when I'm teaching parents this is they say, well, how long do we practice for? 20 minutes? I say, no, 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 no. These are little kids. So I thought of a little example, what I can give you to give a length of time to really give you an idea of what length of time do we have our children practice. So I will say if your child is one year old and you're playing with sounds like this, five seconds is good enough and you're done. If your child is two and you're playing with sounds, again, whether it's the L or some other sound, but you're sound playing and you're trying to get their eyes to focus on your mouth, boy, 20 seconds, that's a good practice if they're two years old. If they're three, you can jump up to one to two minutes. And sound play under the age of three is generally focused on every sound, any sound, and just really looking and listening and doing what they can to copy, just the same way as we teach them how to use utensils and every other thing that we're teaching them, because they've got a lot to learn about everything. When your child is four, five, six, and they're not getting certain sounds, you use strategies like this in order to help them focus on a specific sound that they're learning, a specific thing that you want to teach them because you see that they're missing something. 
Generally speaking, if I have a four or five year old, sometimes even a six year old, I don't push them beyond 10 minutes. And that is as a speech therapist in the school setting. As a parent in the home, remember you want to keep it fun. Your timing isn't so governed by a therapy schedule. You can do a few seconds here and a few seconds there and get really powerful results. Maybe at home it will look like practice and then let go. And then at bedtime, it's a quick thing. At mealtime, it's a quick thing. Washing hands, it's a quick thing. And those kind of little droplets into practice are powerful and effective because you're working with how the child's brain really learns. It learns best in short and fun snippets, frequent reminders going back and doing it again happily. And so if you teach in that way at home, you can actually get really far in a shorter period of time. In addition, some of your children are seeing a speech therapist. And at that time, you can ask them, what exactly is it that my child is working on? And how can I support your work? The general rule of thumb is that when your speech therapist helps your child get a sound to be about 80% accurate, it's ready for you to take home and practice in all kinds of settings. So initially, your speech therapist might not have sounds for you to work on. And I know you want to be supportive and helpful, and it's super great. So focus on those things that your child does already fairly well, but also, also, also consider helping your child learn to look and listen and copy the way we've been talking about in these prior episodes and these episodes all in this series. The better your child learns how to look, listen, and copy, they will make faster progress with the speech therapist, with you, and in your classrooms. Now, I will say, remember that sound production for some kids is hard. And because it's hard, we need to treat it like they their effort is significant effort. We don't want to burn them out. We don't want them to find discouragement. What we need to do is build in the courage for them to try this thing that is hard and then praise them, be excited for them when they put the effort in. And I want you to always have fun with them. The moment it stops being fun is the moment you're losing instead of gaining. You can repeat this throughout the day in little snippets. That would be effective, but only as long as you're both still having fun. And another thing, to build courage, notice in your day when your child has the sound right or when the child said something that should have had that sound. So, for example, if your child notices you have a women on the counter, you can say, yes, that is a lemon. Look at, that's the sound we have been practicing. Look at my teeth. And you show him lemon. And then you're done. You stop right there. That's it. You gave him another notice. And then you stop. So if you fill your day with multiple natural exposures like that, where his eyeballs land right on your mouth so that he sees another example. What ends up happening is that in his little brain, 
he or she, they're thinking about what you're doing, and they're probably, with their mouth open or closed, their little tongue is moving around to copy you, even if they're not showing you. Now, sometimes it doesn't work, and you do need professional help to be able to acquire sounds. That's no doubt. That's what this the profession of speech pathology is for. Some kiddos definitely need the professional help. So how long do you practice this before you say, hey, speech pathologist, I need some help? I will say if you do what I just said to do and you actively try these things for two months and you see no improvement or it's getting worse, talk to a speech therapist or speech pathologist in my state Speech clinician, speech therapist, and speech pathologist all are the same license, the same certification, and mean the same thing. I know it's not like that in different places, I so I don't know um, what leveling happens where you live. So when I use the terms speech therapist, speech pathologist, and speech clinician, for me, I mean it as exactly the same thing because we don't differentiate where I live. Let's say you do see some improvement, but it's not in all words, and it's not all the time. I say fabulous. You are doing it. Keep it up. And bookmark this episode so you can come back and listen again to remind yourself of some of these strategies to use. And of course, at any time, get the opinion of a speech therapist or speech pathologist, whatever you call them where you live. Developmentally, according to the charts, it is most typical that children acquire the L sound between the ages of 3 and 6. That doesn't mean that a child can't acquire it before 3, and it doesn't mean that they will absolutely by 6. But it does mean that there is a range in which children acquire the sounds. Every sound is like that. There's always a range. So why not give them the support and the teaching all along the way? so that they can get those sounds early on. And of course, of course, of course, I want you to have fun doing it. Because if you are doing sound play, and it's not play, it's not worth doing. Children learn when they play. Play is their practice. Play is their experimenting. Play is discovery and trying new things. It takes courage to do things that are hard, and in play, they practice and get better at doing things that are hard. So kudos to you parents as you play with the L sound and build your relationship and trust with your child while you do it. I hope this was helpful to you. If it was, I would love for you to let me know what you learned. And remember, I've got those five free coaching sessions um, to finish the homework in my class. So jump on a call with me, hello at thelanguageofplay.com. I look forward to hearing from you. And as always, join my free Facebook community in order to find other like-minded parents that want to journey together and raise their kiddos with some help and support. Thank you for hanging out with me today. Remember, moms and dads, when you get behind the eyes of a child, you can speak in ways their brains understand. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you feel hopeful and want to hear more, please share this podcast with other parents that might want the same. 
I would be so appreciative if you would rate and review. You can also connect with me at hello at thelanguageofplay.com. At